When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, there, there's no, that, that, that first and second year bunch on defense, that's going to be fun for a long time. And it's just going to get better and better. Just add a piece or two. Just keep them together, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think the veterans that are over there are not old, you know. I mean, Levante looks like he's he's a four-year guy, you know, the way he flies around and Sue's playing at a high level. So, yeah, it's keeping them all together and uh, and just continue to grow. I don't I don't have any concerns of running game right now. And uh, Rojo's still our starter, and, uh, and we'll get him going. And they asked you for an evaluation of uh, number three. Um, would you say unequivocally um, – He's our guy uh, going forward. I'm going to pass on that one. I'm just I'm going to wait till the end of December. And uh, there's there's been really 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 good, and there's some been really really bad. And you know I'm just going to pass until it's over, and uh, and then we'll make a decision. Welcome to the Real Buckstock Podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us at Real Buckstock on all social media platforms. This is your host, Michael Plus. Joined, as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. And, Mark, we got an interesting matchup that we're going to get into in a little bit against the Indianapolis Colts. Buccaneers have, a, I think, a very good opportunity to win three in a row. Uh, but it's uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, a lot of commentary on, on social media um, and I think that's where we're going to start uh, tonight with the, uh, you know, the Jameis Winston topic. It's been a, a hot and heavy one uh, pretty much throughout the whole season. And I'll let you uh, get it started. Okay, so I wanted to start, obviously, because he's the biggest news in the media, right? Yeah. So he says, as in he, Bruce Arians, our head coach, says, Jameis Winston, there's been a lot of good. There's also been a lot of bad, and he's going to wait till the off season or the end of December. He's not lying. There, and I've put this all over Twitter, wherever we can talk. The dude can do anything with a ball in his hands. He can make every throw. There's times where you look at him, the timing's in perfect, or the placement's perfect, or just his ability to move out of the pocket, feel pressure coming. Things he knows and just comes natural to him made him a number one overall pick. But then, as he said, the bad, the jump passes, 
the blatant staring down someone, just trying to make something out of nothing, the Superman, where he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is where like the fan base is almost split because there's the Jameis supporters and the Jameis haters. People seem to categorize as one or the other. Here at Real Bucks Talk, we try and keep it real. That's why we say it that in the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not verbally or just straight up bashing Jameis. There was a time where we literally were all about Jameis. We went to the draft to see him get drafted. Mm-hmm. We said we wanted him over Mariota. He still shows flashes of that. It's just the fact that we need consistency. And people get so pissed. Oh, well, blah, 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 the defense, the O-line. Mm. Okay, they need they play a part in it. But still, at the end of the day, Jameis Winston is the deciding factor where he's going to go with the ball, if he's just going to eat it, if he's going to lay the ball into the defense's hands. If he, if he does, and they, they screw the pooch, whatever the hell you call it, then it's their fault. Just don't put the blame on yourself. That's my biggest thing. Be consistent with your decision-making. Mm. People talk about this, the the game manager that just and think of it as a bad thing it's not a game bad thing mm-hmm. punt the ball away and have them work yeah down the field mm-hmm. and if it's like i said defense's fault good then we got to fix that and now everyone's saying oh look we have a defense and now james is winning <laughs> james is actually making good I'll, I'll be honest that jaguars game he made plenty of good decisions the fumble guess what just go down stop spinning People were like, that's not his fault either. Yeah. Guys, stop. what are you spinning and trying to make out of something? Just go down. Mm-hmm. That's a decision he made. That is the part. And, I mean, I'm not, again, downing the dude. He's special. He's a special player. Does he do this consistently? No. And if you're building everything around that one dude, and then you're going to pay him way more that he's he's supposed to get twenty five million next year, right? Probably if they franchise tag him, well, or I mean, if they extend it, right? Even if they extend him, I mean, that's what you're looking Sorry at. Sorry for going such a tangent. no, 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 no. You you make great points, and I agree with them. And you know that's what we're trying to you know put out there as far as information. It, it's really just cr- critical criticism. I mean, we're just being we're looking at all sides of it, and from the standpoint of Jameis, I mean, this is what we see. I mean, it's just. It's it's inconsistency, and we want him to be better, and we want the team to win because if he plays well, usually the team wins, and yeah. you know, or has a good chance of winning. So, you know, it's just about being that that guy every week. What we saw last week, that's what we want to see going the forward. Before that. The week before that, yeah, we yeah. want to see it continue. And uh, yeah, I mean, these are things that we see. We're just we're just telling you what we see, and I mean. It is what it is. I mean, it's out there on tape, and uh, the tape doesn't lie. So, but with that being said, I agree with Mark. I mean, Jameis is a special player. He can do it all. It's just it's about harnessing that and making sure that he's making the right reads and right decisions week to week. Um, but, yes, it is a team game. Defense has to make plays as well. They have to make stops. Offensive line has to block, et cetera. Receivers have to run the right routes. So, all that plays a factor, but at the end of the day, Jameis is, like you said, the ultimate deciding factor. He's the one that makes the decisions, and it, it's, it is on him, you know, going forward. And I said it, I think, 
against the Falcons. The dude has balls. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that you can do that jump pass interception looks stupid. Mm-hmm. And then come back and just makes the best throws, or even first throw of the game, interception. Right. right. Staring down the dude. Everyone blame Evans for not cutting it off. And then the next drive. And then next drive, beam, 71 yard. Yeah, perfect pass. Per- perfect yeah. timing, look off. Yeah. The stuff he can do. Again, uh, we don't bash him. Mm-hmm. Ver- like, all, that's what we are like almost categorized as now. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the Winston haters. Yeah. No, it, I clearly see there's things he does amazing. But then there's also bad, like Bruce Arians just said. Yeah. You have to be real when you look at someone. Mm. You can't just neglect the bat. Right. You have to see outweigh everything mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, where are we getting hurt? What can we afford to pay? What, if if the guy beneath him could l- limit the turnovers, but we can pay him less, and we still won't hurt ourselves that much as an organization, then maybe it's that's like the Patriots way. Mm-hmm. The Richard Seymour getting rid of Richard Seymour yeah. when he was almost at the top, the top of his game. Yeah, they but don't like, overpay oh, no, for guys. We're not going to pay you this much right. because this is a system. We mm-hmm. fit a guy in there; he can just fill in. Yeah, it's like Nate Soldier. I yeah. mean, same thing. They don't overpay for anybody. But the thing is, Tom Brady is unreplaceable, right? Right. Now, so he's that yeah. good. Yeah. Is Jameis Winston that? We're going to find that in the off season, mm-hmm. right? So that's the big heated topic. I just wanted to get out that. I don't understand why everyone just thinks we're Jameis Bashers or Jameis. Yeah. We were Jameis purists <laughs> and literally did neglect seeing the bad. Right. We just thought it was the O-line. Mm. Oh, just oh, timing. Our system. Yeah. The system. Mm. But again, at the end of the day, it's him making the decision, guys. Right. And I'm not going to angrily say too many things anymore because I guess this is a touchy subject when it comes to the quarterback. <laughs> but... Hey, he's our quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. This is our team. I want to win. I want him to be like, you know what? Forget you, Real Buck Sock. I'm going to change everything I do, and I'm going to make everything better. Right. Because I want to win, too. Because mm-hmm. I hope he does. He shows that every damn game. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be consistent play, just doing the right things. Yep. That's it. Yep. No, I completely agree. So, Jameis, do your thing, brother. <laughs> but with that, that's the big Jameis talk. I also wanted to, to add that the defense played lights the hell out. I watched the whole game all over again. Jeez. Yeah. Front seven, incredible. Secondary, I've mentioned the Sean Murphy bunting play in the end zone on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you all haven't seen it, go look at it. The dude has progressed so much from the beginning of the season. Uh, Devin White just, <laughs> dude's on fire. I mean, rookie Defensive, of the month. Rookie of the month. Yeah, well-earned and deserving. Um, but, yeah, defensively, I mean – this is the exciting part of the season so far is really watching this defense grow week to week, and they've gotten better every week. And you can just see, I mean, and I, I just laugh at people who, you know, you look at the mock drafts and stuff. I know this is getting in the off season, but people who put <laughs> defensive backs in mock drafts for us, I just don't see it. I mean, this secondary has just grown night and day. I mean, obviously you talked about with Sean Murphy bunting, but Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis is having one hell of a season. I mean, I know he has his, um, you know, little flags here and there or, you know, some misplays, but guy's playing outstanding. I think he has only allowed 50% completion percentage um, while being targeted more than 70 times this year, which is absurd. So all those guys, Jamel Dean, um, Mike Edwards is getting better. Uh, Jordan Whitehead has been outstanding pretty much the whole season. 
So you got a good, solid core right there in your secondary. And uh, it, it's really refreshing. And if Justin Evans comes back, hopefully, I mean, that's even more more the merrier. Um, but, yeah, defensively, they've been outstanding. I mean, the front seven has been good, I think, the whole year. Now with JPP, it's it's been another level. Uh, he's He's been outstanding. Shaq Barrett, again, I mean, he's going to get paid big-time money. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hopefully, every, uh, it's more of a hometown discount, like you said. Yeah, I I mean, he wants to be back, and and I'll even say it. And Dominican Sue has been great the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I I was a little critical in a couple past weeks, but it was just some little things that I saw that I wasn't happy with. But he has been really, really good the last, especially the last two weeks. He's been outstanding. Um, Carl Nassib coming back from injury has been really good. Had a great game last week. So a lot of good things defensively. Uh, and it just shows that they're finally picking up this scheme and, and knowing where to be. So very excited about that. Hell yeah. Mentioning Carlton Davis, someone I think in our mm-hmm. um, Facebook group, I'm always going to name drop the Facebook group. Yeah, Guys, yeah, check it out. Check it out. We're both chatting in there every day. Mm-hmm. There's a whole like-minded group of fellow Buck fans. A lot not, of good information. A lot of good information. Yeah. With like stats, with just inform like what's yeah. it called like actually it's, researched information yeah in and it's friendly conversation yeah. there's no it's not bashing there's no heated guys. there's no you know heated arguments or anything um very passionate but at the same time it's rational and, and nothing out of you know just astronomical <laughs> you know unreasonable takes or anything like that so it's really good stuff um and we like to have fun too you know a lot of good joking back and forth and um so a lot of good commentary in there so be sure to check it out yeah well, yeah, I was mentioning, yeah, someone I think said mm-hmm. in there about how Carlton Davis is turning into our mini version of Jalen Ramsey. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's on his way. I mean, I think I would like to see him be a little bit more, even more physical um, at the line of scrimmage, but I think he's doing a lot of good things um, and learning. And, I mean, he's getting more hands on, on the football, which is nice. He's just got to come down with the catch. Um, mm-hmm. Made a nice catch against Atlanta, but you'd like to see him make more plays um, interception-wise, and he's getting closer and closer. Yeah, so guys, if you want to chat with us, want to chat with other fellow Buccaneer fans, it's not just us just harping our that's what we believe. <laughs> yeah. You better believe no, it's not yeah. it's we listen to everyone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we get this rap, I guess, but <laughs> hey, it's it's all listen, understand, and then mm-hmm. banter back. It's not we don't hold a fork up and like, no, we're we're mm-hmm. the best. No, <laughs> none of that crap. Yeah. Um, let's, with that, let's get into questions. Yeah, and sure. There were questions in the Facebook group as email, emails too. email us at realbuckstalk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And this is Aaron Rutherford. He said, oh, he has a couple questions. He has Panthers. Isn't it ironic that Joe McCoy goes to what was predicted to be a playoff team only to have its head coach fired <laughs> and possibly cleaned out along with a probable rebuild mode? Laugh my ass off. <laughs> Let me guess. He didn't have enough help. <laughs> that was a question or statement. Yeah, no, I, that's that's interesting, and it, it is. I mean, I think uh, it's not just Joe McCoy with that Carolina situation. Obviously, you lose your quarterback, you know, week two or or week three, whatever it was, and um, you know, having to play with Kyle Allen, who's done a pretty good job. But I mean, yeah, they just they just couldn't get it done. I mean, they haven't been able to finish games or haven't been able to 
any anything really get on track. I mean, I think they started five and two, but you know they've just been losing um, you know the last couple of weeks, and maybe it, it was time for a change. I mean, Ron Rivera, I think, is a really good coach, but just didn't work out. I don't think it has anything to do with Gerald McCoy and his his uh, persona or anything like that nature. It is funny. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I even jokingly said, "Oh, he's the cancer. He's bringing that losing mentality." No, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think it's so. Again, it's a team sport, right? It's not solely him. I, I'll, I'll say, yeah, it's because he's shooting gaps and making <laughs> making it easier to run on them. But like the Redskins had two hundred yard rushers last week, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm not solely going to blame him, mm-hmm. and the reason for. Rivera getting fa- fired, but uh, yeah, like you said, there's a whole other bunch of yeah. variables that go into it. Yeah, I mean, I, losing Cam Newton that that's that's a big blow, and and that definitely hurts. So yeah, if we lost Jameis Winston, we would not be no. <laughs> yeah, we we crap on him for his mistakes and right, bad, but but still, he is a good quarterback. Yeah, he's a big reason why we're in most games, and and we do win. You know. When he plays well. Again, so. that, that was a positive. Yep. There's one. <laughs> so, Aaron again, here he is. He says, oh, this is Bucks news. Okay. He says, I keep hearing that passing is the key to victory. Mm-hmm. Yet the top teams in the NFL, a majority of, the, of them are run-based. I think the narrative is dying that you need to pass the ball in order to be efficient on offense. This team could be so much better if it could effectively and efficiently run the football and rely on passing 20 to 30 times. I also think the old school ways of pounding the rock and defense is making its way back as a majority of the best teams have have great ground attacks and great defenses. I truly believe we need to get these things as priority in our order to, to succeed. Yeah, that's a great point. And that was actually a topic of discussion um, throughout the week on yeah. Twitter and then also in the Facebook group as well. Um, We've been saying that for a while, though. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's true. I and mean, I looked up the stats. I mean, you look at you look at the top teams in the league, they do run the ball successfully. Uh, they are effective with it. They are creative. I mean, you look at what Baltimore does, they do a great job of limiting Lamar Jackson in, in the passing game, but they make it easy for him because they're so creative in the run game and they use a lot of different type of formations, um, a lot of spread option plays. And then it helps when Lamar Jackson, you know, has four, four speed and, 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 you know, can run on the outside. Um, but they just do it the right way and they're, they're very smart about it. But then you go to the opposite end of that spectrum. You go to the new England Patriots who have Tom Brady and they run the ball. I think they, they're eighth in rushing attempts per game, but they're, first in passing attempts per game. So it's kind of like that balance of, you know, yeah, they just... similar to us, actually. Right. I think the Bucks are third in passing attempts yeah. per game, uh, and I think 14th in rushing attempts per game. So, you know, it, it's just about being smart how you go about it. I think it is a passing league still because the rules play to that factor, but it's how you do it. It's how, you know, how are you creative? How are you making... Uh, one-on-one matchups. How are you getting these guys open in space? Um, how are you creating run lanes? I mean, that's what it's about. You know, isolating matchups and taking advantage of it. And these teams, like the Saints, the the Packers, um, even the San Francisco 49ers, all these teams, they do these things very well and they do it consistently. But they do it in a smart fashion. And then you look at the bottom five teams that rush the ball the least. 
they're all losing records right now. So it goes to Aaron's point. I mean, he it's very valid, and I think that is coming back to the NFL where run game, you have to be able to have effective run game and also a really good defense. You know, all those teams in the top half, they have good defenses because their offense is effective and efficient at the same time. Yeah, I mean, all great points. Mm-hmm. And I agree with a lot of them. And it's it, people think like, oh, just don't reinvent the wheel. Right. I mean, everyone's like all about this new revolutionary thing. Defense wins championships. Everyone knows that. Right, right. From a kid, from yeah. their dad's dad, dad telling them. Yeah. Defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Chewing the clock with defense wins championships yeah. is a huge factor. Offense as well. wins games. Right? Offense yeah. wins games, defense wins championships. Yep. Yep. But you have to be in control of the game mm-hmm. to win a game. Yeah. Correct? I mean, unless. Your defense is getting picks left and right. Yeah, but that's and, a whole other story. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but the the funny thing is, like like you said, reinvent the wheel. You don't have to. I mean, this no. game really hasn't changed. Um, Chip Kelly was reinventing the wheel. Where yeah, is he at now, right. <laughs> Not doing too well. Um, <laughs> but the the game itself really hasn't changed. I mean, it's still a very basic, fundamental game. It comes down to blocking and tackling and, and execution. You know, making you know, smart plays, but really it's, you know, defenses have gotten so faster, they've gotten faster and bigger. So you have to be creative and and smart in how you utilize your offensive players, you know, and getting them, you know, the mismatches and getting them involved on -on one-on-ones and and taking advantage of that. But the game itself, you know, run game defense, that hasn't changed. I mean, that's always going to be there. You look at the team's Going into the playoffs, they all have to be able to run the football well. I mean, you got to be able to run it well, especially going into December, especially in the playoffs, because you know teams make adjustments. They really game plan to take out your best players, so you got to find ways to to win in other areas. So it does come back to balance, but it's about how you do it. It's how 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 are you smart about it? I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not even going to press on about any more questions about that. <laughs> You drilled it. <laughs> uh, I guess there was the topic of, this is on the Facebook group. Okay. I'll say this one before we get into the preview. Okay. Um, this is Raymond, I always pronounce his last name terribly, Vandeheen. Vandeheen. I think that's right. Yeah. He said, James Winston, histor- again, James Winston talk, but this is actually a different outlook. James Winston historically usually has his best games late in the year. That's true. Whether you love him or hate him. Don't you want any players, especially your quarterback, peaking late? It indicates that regardless of record, his brain is going into playoff mode. I think we will see more of this, more of the same this year. These last four games will go as the last two, or like the last two games. He will play well enough that he will not be the overall reason we lose. If we do, as long as we follow the blueprint from the last two games, we should win this game, go Bucks. So, mm-hmm. how do you think about that? No, I think he's right. I mean, it's it's about you know, it comes down to execution. But Jameis, again, putting in putting Jameis in good situations with play calling, running the football, uh, being being somewhat balanced and being effective on first down, all those things play a part. And, and I think Jameis, his decision making has been a lot better, especially these last two games and. And and he's right. He does peak towards the end of the season, which is is a good thing. Um, I mean, you'd like to see more consistency at the beginning of the season, but 
he is playing better. I think, you know, defensively, they're figuring things out, obviously, and that helps. Uh, but the number one thing is, I mean, he's protecting the football, and, and that goes a long way. And um, he's doing a lot of good things, and, and now it's just about continuing to do those those right things and being the, the good quarterback that he shows he can be. I, I agree. And then this is two other comments I want to read. So there was banter back and forth with other – Buck fans on here. And Van Heen says, he just infuriates me because we've seen we've all seen how good he can be. Just wish bad Jameis would just get lost. And then this is Dakota Corvin. He's newer to the group. He said, almost 70 games and 2,500 passes already. Bad Jameis is part of who Jameis is as a quarterback. I mean, yeah, he's, he's that's pretty much calling it how it is i mean you've had a lot of stats to go through right and yes maybe it, it i mean there's variables you can look at it any different way you mm-hmm. have lovey cutter and now um ba is coach so well he has to go through all these different changes well cutter stayed so really it's just been cutter and ba mm-hmm. i mean could it be just because of this like i've mentioned with the carlson palmer bad first year great second year third year mm-hmm could that be what Winston's going to do? We're going to find out. But it's just fun talking back and forth on yeah. this, in our Facebook group. So if you guys want to join in, do it. I mean, we, we gave our two cents on Jameis. Mm. It's time to talk our game preview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this game, again, I mean, it's similar to last week's game. I mean, I just like our matchup. I think this is a very favorable matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. Again, the Colts have been struggling. I think they've lost the last four out of the five games. Uh, they they started the year five and two, and now they're six and six. So um, definitely has been a struggle for them lately. Um, injuries have played a part. They've been without Marlon Mack for most of those games. Uh, he's been in and out of the lineup. T.Y. Hilton has been banged up. So I just I really like our chances in this game. I think the Bucks have a really good chance of going uh, three in a row this weekend on Sunday. So. You know, let's go in. Uh, I guess we'll go into uh, let's go into their offense first, and just talk about that against our defense that is up and coming and playing really well. I think the defense for the Bucks has a really good chance of dominating this game because you look at the Colts. I mean, they are a very run heavy team, and that plays into our strengths. Obviously, I mean, we shut down the run. Uh, we shut down um, Leonard Fournette last week. I think only forty nine yards uh, for him last week, which is great. On the ground, I think it was less than that. Oh, maybe it was 49 yards combined, something like that. But um, did a really great job against him. And, uh, you know, I think Marlon Mack's going to be back this week. But, again, he's not 100%. And they do have a really good offensive line, Quentin Nelson. I mean, we all love Quentin Nelson. I mean, the guy's a beast. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks stack up. And I think, I think they have a really good chance of shutting down the run game. And then it comes down to Jacoby Brissett, who really, I mean, he – he goes off the play action and does well there, I think. Um, but when you make him sit in that pocket, he does have a tendency to hold the football. Very similar to Nick Foles in that way, where he just holds a little bit at times and can be a little indecisive. So I think you have a chance to get some pass rush going and, and get after it. But um, I'll let you I'll let you dive into it. No, yeah, I just wanted to make the point. Fournette had 38 yards rushing. Oh, there you go. Perfect. He had 53 yards receiving, but they threw it to him nine damn 11 times. He caught it nine times. Okay. But yeah, the Colts, like you said, very 
they're balanced. They mm-hmm. want to be balanced. They want to run the ball. They want to force a will with Quentin with Nelson pulling, yeah. mauling people. But again, it plays into our strengths, like you said. Sue and Vita Vea hit in the middle. I, mean, yeah. that's, I think that's the big... Every team has suffered from our line. Yeah, that's a big matchup, the, the Vita Vea versus Quentin Nelson. I think yeah. everyone wants to see that. But um, what's funny is that it's not going to just be him. That's right. why I believe... When we're, we're, everyone's healthy now, besides is Anthony Nelson healthy yet? No, not so back yet. But either way, I mean, you have JPP playing inside as well, mm-hmm. so he's gonna have to deal with speed. They just have to deal with power yeah. in Sue and Vita Vea. And Sam and then, o- Ocho has been playing well too. Yeah, yeah. Ocho's been playing well. Nunez Roches, mm-hmm. speed, uh, quickness, like. Right. So he, it's not just people want to put it those two guys, and everyone gets mad that Vita Vea steps off. Dude's 350 pounds. Yeah. Give him some breaks. That's why he's playing so well because he True. has time to take breaks. So I like what we can do on that front seven, front four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's special. And uh, dear Lord, like B.A. said, I hope they can stay together, find the money. But yeah. Barrett, JPP, Sue, Vita Vea are a strong four. And then you could just – Nassib is playing mm-hmm. at a high level right now as well. Right. And then Acho, like a surprising – Good sign as well. I mean, it's it's good. Okay? Yeah. So the front seven is good. Right. It, we're going to jam them up front. It's going to be hard for them to run, similar to how it was for them last week. Mm-hmm. They couldn't run well at all. I think the leading rusher had less than 30 yards, I believe. Mm-hmm. 47 yards. But okay. that was their backup. Right. And their starter only had 14. Mm-hmm. And they made Brissett throw the, the football. Yeah. But what's funny to me is they were up. 17 to 7 at one point in this game and ended up losing 31 17. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> so, they, I mean, they they got shut out in the second half, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. They, they scored their one touchdown. It was 7 10 in halftime. Oh, okay. Scored one touchdown, okay. like opening drive, and then the Good. rest they didn't score shit. Gotcha. But one of them was a block kick. Right. Return for a touchdown. And the rest, they just started running over them. Mm-hmm. And that. Well, I'll talk about their defense later, but their offense, yeah. like you said, a lot of running. They they want to stay balanced. They don't want Brissett throwing forty passes like he did right. last week. Yeah, they but, want to be in control of the time, limit the mistakes, and just be in the game. That's how we always want to be. Mm-hmm. Smart coaching does that. Right. And the thing is, when you make mistakes, that's when you start having to push, push. Mm-hmm. Right. I used to say that back last year, <laughs> <laughs> but I. This goes into their running game. I know you say, oh, you don't have to have this. They have a great play-action game. And even though they didn't run the ball well, a lot of their big plays came from the Mm play-action because of the way they schemed it, the way they had routes running through it. They would have Brissett run to one side of the field and throw to the other. Mm -hmm. That's very unconventional. People think, oh, you throw interceptions that way. But if you scheme it thinking everyone's going to the right and you throw to the left, no one's over there. Right. I mean, we've done that with O.J. Howard before in the past. Yes. Like a Giants game from last year, I believe. Right. So it's how you draw it up. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. They draw things up well. But the thing is, if you put a good running game with that, it makes that even more dominating. Oh, for sure. everyone's committing to that run. For sure, for sure. But, again, it plays to our strength. I think we can stop that run. I don't care if Marlon Mack's coming back, homecoming for him, because he's a USF grad. Right. Or did he? No, he was only junior. Yep. But... Every USF fan knows him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a 
that homecoming for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Just put it in the hands of Brissett. I want to see another 40 passes from him. Right. And yeah. let the front seven go to town. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, again, their offensive line is suspect on the right side. I think, you know, the right tackle can be beaten. He's a former guard playing right tackle. So that would be a good matchup for Shaq Barrett, Carl Nassib, JPP, uh, to all exploit. Um, but, you know, I I agree. I think they do a lot of good things uh, in the play-action game. And, and I was talking with Mark earlier. I was like, you know, you don't really need the run game to have a play-action game. But he's right in how you draw it up, and that it, it all plays off of that. If you're running out of the same formation, you know, pretty much throughout the whole game, and you're making it appear like it's another run, that that helps you. That helps you in the play action game, and that's that's what the the Rams do. I mean, they pretty much run same formation throughout the whole game, and uh, you don't know if it's a pass or run. The Saints do it a lot. You know, a lot of these good teams that run play action, uh, they just the illusion of it is what they do really well with. And um, that's, that's what makes teams successful. And that's why you get guys wide ass open <laughs> in the passing game. So. Yeah, and that's also something that we kind of giggled about because brain, uh, brainness Bruce Arian said mm-hmm. that he's like, Oh, I never call the same play twice. Let's give him the defense credit. No. I mean, like yeah. he just said, if you put the same, personnel out there same right looking play that's deceiving the defense because if even if they even think for a second oh this could be the same play right then you got them beat mm-hmm. that that's how simple football is yeah if they for someone really smart oh no this is this play they just ran it mm-hmm. but you run something different boom you got to beat. yeah because yeah. they're gonna think it's one way but it's a whole other way right so yeah they, that, that's that's the funny little simple yeah. intricacies of football yeah i mean the colts the colts did it for years i mean they they just ran out of two tight end sets for the longest time and uh pretty much ran ran the same play it was stretch run or his play action with peyton manning and uh he he made he made you beat i mean he got you so but yeah i mean offensively to sum it up for them uh mark said it they don't like to make mistakes they keep it smart and sound football they're, they try not to beat themselves, and, and they do a very good job of it. They don't really have a lot of turnovers on the year. Um, lately, they've been struggling, though, you know, offensively scoring points. I think they only have um, 17 points as their most in the last couple of games. They really haven't put up a lot of points. So they've been struggling scoring-wise, and then, you know, their defense has been kind of left out to dry. But the defense is, is good, but we'll get into that, I guess, next. Let's let's roll into there. Well, I mean, before we go to that, yeah. their main weapons in offense are the tight end, Jack Doyle, which they targeted a lot last game, and then Zach Pas- Pascal, is yep. that how you call mm-hmm. pronounce it? Who, because T.Y. Hilton's been out, he just he's forced into that role. Right. But they've been targeting those two a lot, so... Yeah, Paris Campbell's another one that's good. Speed. Yep. And they like to use speed. They like to use a lot of dragging routes where... That's, That's the one where we got beat on the touchdown by D.D. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. It was man defense, moving pre-snap, and he faked he was going to go one way and went the other way, resulting in a touchdown. Right. Obviously, you would think the Colts would see that. Oh, that's what beat them. Even during the mid, mid middle of the field, that was what beat us. Yeah. And thinking of us as a young defense, getting us confused by a whole bunch of pre-snap movement, you would think they would implement that a lot more. Especially, I think Frank Wright is a smart oh, yeah. coach, so I think he would do that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, of course, try and implement the running game, but right. they're just going to run just to give the oh, the worry that we could run. 
it's more the pre-snap motion I would worry about. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, it, this Jack Doyle and Zach Pascal are the two I would yeah. look to be worried about. And then, like you said, Paris Campbell. Speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have the other tight end, uh, Will, Will Cox, I believe it is, or Mo Mo Willie Cox, I think. But he's, I mean, they have they have guys that they can throw the ball to. Marlon Mack being back, that's that's going to be a huge weapon because they like to throw him the football as well. They use him in the screen game, so you got to be you got to be aware of that. Uh, to be honest, Devin White, the way he's been playing, yeah, he's playing well. He's so I well. mean, any time Fournette got the ball, he was right there. Yeah. So. So I mean, I'm not even scared of that. True. And plus, David's always been sound with screens and he just reads it before he even yeah. even happens so i'm i'm okay with that mm-hmm. but yeah i think the main thing i mean i think we're going to shut down the run the main thing like you said just watching those drag routes and the simple passes over the middle um and they'll try to get yards after their catch so but with that being said again i like the matchup i think our defense has been playing just lights out and they're getting better and better um so it could be a very good game for for our buccaneers defense but let's get into uh the offense our offense versus their defense uh i'll break it down real quick i mean the 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 defense for the colts again it's same as their offense they're very sound they don't make a lot of mistakes they make you drive the field and 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 try to score that way so you got to be patient with them they're not going to try they're not going to allow the the big play for the most part they don't really do that um they kind of limit it and keep everything in front and uh, so Jameis is going to have to be patient. He's going to have to be smart. We're going to have to run the football effectively, uh, do all the, the smart things on offense that we've been doing in the past, and hopefully take advantage of, you know, red zone opportunities um, in this game. So, but, yeah, interesting matchup. I think I think it should be, again, another advantage for offense just because of the skill playmakers that we have. I mean, anytime you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, uh, we should be able to make plays. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So I'm going to make a prediction. We will have one of those breakout runs that BA has been talking about for the longest time. I'm hoping it's by Rojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs a good game. And it'll be in the second half because I I truly just believe this defense, although it's very fast, sideline to sideline, Darius Leonard, nasty, mm-hmm. they just have – attacking guys is that just do it and but the thing is they get tired because they're smaller yeah and they're running sideline to sideline I, right. I just don't think they have the depth to compete against a, a team that does do that like the titans end up dominating later right. because derrick henry's just a bull if you just keep bulldozing you over and over and over here yeah be like holy shit i'm not gonna tackle this yeah they, they fed him a lot too i think he had 26 20, 26 yeah. carries yeah 158 i believe 149. 149, okay. And the thing is, like, I was watching the first half. He didn't have that great of a game. Right. Yeah, he had one carry where he fumbled in the first first carry of the game, I believe. and it was, But it was like a 10-yard gain. After that, they were just like, just keep feeding him. Mm-hmm. He'll get it. And he did. I mean, yeah. just stay consistent. Like Arian said, he says he's not worried about the run game. I'm worried about just the blocking for it. Yeah. There were times where, against the Jaguars, we didn't. No assignments. Warford yeah. went in because Kappa went out. Kappa's probably going to be out this week, so that, that's going to hurt a little bit. So hopefully, communication with him and Dot need to get better. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, no, those are great points. I think I think we should be able to run the football um, again. Utilize the play action passing game. I would like to see um, what we saw last week with OJ Howard and even Brashad Perriman, and hopefully those guys can be more involved and and, and utilize you know those those guys against their linebackers and safeties that. 
I think you can definitely take advantage of. Um, you said, you know, before the podcast, uh, Kenny Moore, you know, you have him in fantasy, but he does get a lot of tackles, but that's because he's being targeted so much. So uh, definitely you want to see um, him be attacked. And uh, again, you have the size advantage uh, there with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, so like you said, Kenny Moore, he's 5'9". Right. 5'9 against any of our receivers is a short stack versus big big hand. Yep. yep. Okay, so you have 6'5", 6'2", and 6'2". Eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to choose Mike Evans over anyone. Just throw it up. Right. And Chris Godwin's turning into that. Like, the dude's a running back when he catches the ball. So... He ain't gonna tackle him with arm, so yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying that if there's an area to go after, I would do that. Darius Leonard, middle of the field, yes, get him running sideline to sideline until he gets tired out. One of these should break, especially with Warford or Marpet get out and block. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gonna be just just yeah, like you said, don't yeah. limit your mistakes. That we've always been saying, you as fans want and think he will do. And he's done it the past two games, or besides the first half of the Falcons game. Right. Just, just do what you do best, mm-hmm. and it'll be there. Yeah, they, they're going to limit as much as we want to throw the ball deep. They're gonna let, Malik Hooker is a beast of a safety. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, there's going to be options know, underneath. Yeah. There, yeah, there's going to be options underneath, and I think that's why Jameis needs to be patient. Take the checkdowns. You know, take your passes to Ronald Jones. Get him in space. Uh, take your tight ends, you know, Cam Braid over the middle, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin over the middle, let them run after the catch. So there's going to be opportunities, but you, you just got to be smart about it. And then once they start creeping up, you know, that's when you can take your shots downfield. Um, and, and hopefully in the run game as well, like Mark, you know, predicting big runs in the oh, second yeah. and a half. I, yeah, I think there's a great chance, but just got to be continue to be consistent with it. Don't give up on the run, you know, continue running your attempts and, and be creative and how you run the football. But uh, again, I just I love this matchup for for the Bucks. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm not predicting like a blowout or anything, but I think it's going to be a really good football game, and I think we have a really good chance of winning it in the second half. I, I again, I'm going to say like last week. This, yeah. this is a game that we should win. Right? Yeah, I agree. Again, if you look on paper, we overmatched them. It's the execution. Yeah, and just don't. Don't pull back. Just keep going. Yeah. Just, I mean, the, some of the plays, I'll even put a positive on that. Some of the plays that they drew up against the Jaguars were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they were executed fantastic. Some some people may say, oh, Winston didn't make a perfect throw. That could have been a touchdown. It doesn't matter. He, he right. completed it. Yeah. And it, it gained us 20, 30 yards down the field. Like the OJ throw. Yeah, that was good. That was a beautiful play. Perriman drags all deep post, mm-hmm. middle of the field, drags the safety. O.J. Howard's one-on-one. Yep, easy throw. That, yep. That's all we've been wanting with O.J. Mm-hmm. Give it a jump ball for O.J. one-on-one, he's going to win. Yep. That's what we want to see, utilizing your best players in space, just getting them the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Things like that, That that's all that you want to see as a Buck fan, okay? And that's winning football, using your guys right. Yep. Other than that, if we play like we did in the first half of the Jaguars, we're – Easy sailing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, again, just going into the second half, just keep on going, finish, finish the game, and and uh, don't let up. Yeah, uh, the, what was it? What was the game where the Giants game? They're like, yeah. oh yeah, we wanted to win bad, mm-hmm. but they didn't finish. Right. Well, guys, 
That that is something because yeah, the Jaguars game, we're up twenty two zero. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Twenty five zero at one point, I think. No, but at halftime. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But you still got to finish the second half, mm-hmm. and that's something I think they need to learn to finish. Yeah, yeah. The defense did it. The offense may have been like, "Oh, we we got this." Mm-hmm. No, keep keep going. I want to see fifty five. Yeah, like you did against the Rams. Yeah, you got to finish as Just a team. Go. Yep. Put it up. Make the fans happy. Make yourselves happy. Be proud of what you just did to the other team. Don't mm. let up. Right. Because you guys can do this. It's yeah. They're that talented. Yeah, it should be a fun one on Sunday again. I'm gonna. Uh, I will not be able to see it live, but I am looking forward to watching that that Vita Vea versus Quinn Nelson matchup or Indomitian Sue versus Quinn Nelson because that's gonna be just fun to watch. Uh, but again. I agree with what Mark said. This is going to be a very good game, a very game that we should win. And uh, the Bucks have a great chance of going with uh, three wins in a row, which we haven't said in a very long time. Right. So that's not jinxing. I mean, but three right. wins in a row would be insane. Yeah, <laughs> it would be just a, a nice step forward. So. With that being said, guys, thank you for the questions. We appreciate it. Be sure to check out our Facebook group. Check us out on Twitter. It's Real Bucks Talk. Also, email us, realbuckstalk at gmail.com. Anytime you want, we will be sure to answer it. Uh, with that being said, we will be back uh, sometime next week. Uh, and, uh, and as always, go Bucks, and everyone have a great weekend.